Welcome back, guys. Today, episode, we are going to discuss here at Native 901 the very, um, I didn't choose for this to happen, but the day that I quit watching TV. Um, it was about three months ago. And probably the most um, impactful thing that's ever happened to me, to be honest with you, especially right now. Um, it When I stopped watching about three months ago, it was tough at first, but, um, you know, you, you kind of start, you stop thinking like a consumer. Um, you know, TV's, TV is, especially right now, is, is, is really geared at getting you to buy things, which is not a bad thing, but um, it's just an advertising tool to make people buy something, really. Um, when you look at TV like this and you begin to understand why things are the way they are when you're watching it, um, it makes it your your um, thoughts on the whole, should I get rid of a TV or stop watching or limit my TV watching? Uh, really changes all that. Um, I mean, they literally broadcast shows in order to stir your emotions just in directions and, 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 and help entertain you long enough so that you are shown uh, things um, that can condition you to make a purchase. That, that's all that TV is. Um, in psychology, um, you know, we tend to buy based on how we feel. And television is simply a vehicle to help guide your emotions in, in that direction that you're feeling at the time. So, um, is there like, yeah, could, do y'all understand why we're all like most of us, like including myself personally, are so insecure sometimes? Um, over time, this um, con- condition leaks over like into your everyday life because it becomes who you are about, you know, just different stuff. Um, you know, you also realize you don't need things in life to be happy when you're limiting, limiting the television, uh, that's what I've noticed. Um, you know, it sucks sometimes, you know, you want, you know, you miss out. And I, I started, first off, I started not watching TV because my home was burglarized and I didn't have the money to go buy, you know, two brand new TVs or one brand new TV. So, and I didn't have a, like the mean, I didn't have a car to go do it. Uh, so it was kind of like a, thing I was stuck with but it was a, it was definitely a present and a gift um, but when you limit the TV um, you really do start looking at things differently um, and you you're also forced uh, to do other things that doesn't require sitting like in a fucking recliner or on your sofa um, you start taking part in you know certain activities you wouldn't have done uh, had had you or if you're still watching TV to be frank um, but they also are things that provide you with joy and also fulfillment in your lives. Um, because, um, you, you see the main cause as to why we buy in the first place, which could be replaced with something that doesn't require monetary or any kind of financial gain or money or investments. Um, be, you become more active and passionate about your life. Um, whether it's good or bad, um, life suddenly feels a lot more fruitful and abundant. The minute you turn that television off and the politics, I mean, you still really don't get it on Facebook and all that, but, um, the opportunity to live without, um, a TV 
starts really making your life uh, become less stressful. Um, you know, spending time watching TVs, uh, shows and all that. I mean, it's just, it's not good for you. Um, reading, reading, reading is something I didn't do when I was younger, but I've become a big reader here recently. Um, you know, when I have the time, most of the time I don't have time to sit and read a book, but it's very, um, relaxing and it, it, it kind of makes you more creative in my opinion. And, um, I think smarter, uh, because you have to imagine your, you know, every, every person that say me and you are reading the same book or you and I are reading the same book, we're reading Moby Dick. Our, our, uh, visuals that we think about while we're reading Moby Dick are going to be different and they're going to be, you know, uh, better or worse. I mean, they're all different because that's the creative part in our brains. It's just, um, it's, it's like, um, you know, it's, it's something almost we all need to do if some, we all need to read just a little bit just to get our minds creative again. Um, I mean, we really do. Cause when you sit there and watch fucking, um, uh, paradise, uh, whatever Island pair or those Island <laughs> shows about, you know, just these young people that are just fucking getting drunk every night and fucking, um, just multiple people that, you know, that's, that could be fantastic for some people or a great, um, aspiration for some guys or girls or whatever, but it really isn't. It's a bunch of garbage, man. It's a bunch of uh, bad decisions <laughs> that, you know, are fun to watch, but what do you get out of that when you're at the done with that show? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's a waste of time, but, um, you know, most of y'all will probably argue that you can do both. Uh, but I challenge you guys to spend four hours in front of the television and then go out afterwards and do physical activity. I mean, I played sports in college, you know, football and, and, um, I had so many, um, so many, um, rituals and stuff I had to do before games or practice that made me feel better. Um, not, a, not, uh, you know, physically and, uh, mentally because, um, like, you know, you're as an athlete or whatever, you're worn out. You, you're always at practice. You're always doing this. And then there's your study and then you got your free, your friends. And so, um, I had to take showers and stuff before my practice, like wake up and chew bubble gum. That was like a thing I had to do. If I didn't have either one of those before practice or while I was practicing, with the bubble gum, um, it was a, it was a, I felt off. Like I felt really off. And then, um, I'd never watch TV, uh, beforehand because I always, if I did, I would always skip school or skip practice. And that's in college. And, um, I did that a lot. Um, but you know, your self-esteem's also going to increase with this. Like advertising is meant to make you feel like you need something in order to feel better about yourself. That's why we're also insecure, um, in our lives. Um, but it's the biggest, that's like one of the biggest forces to make you guys buy. And I've been learning this when I'm, I'm kind of getting into marketing and, and content making and all this stuff on social media. But, um, that's all it is guys. Um, advertisements that, you know, depicting, you know, imaginary female male models wearing expensive suits or dresses in perfect shape living in these fucking pimp houses 
driving, you know, Lambos or whatever. Um, you know, that's all. No one wants to feel like limited or insecure and, and, and we're all conditioned to feel that way. And, uh, you know, in order to pre- prevent this from happening. So you must buy or be or do something so that you are no longer feel like that. Like that you are, you know, not good enough to be like those people or, or have those things or want those things or you know who gives a fuck what what Billy Bob thinks about your car you drive or if you have a car or or um, what kind of shoes you're wearing or whatever um, I think it's important to present yourself nicely so you know with me I I do I like I like to dress nicely or just for the situation but that's just me. Um, I don't go out and buy a $300 pair of loafers for, you know, every other day or, you know, a watch for every occasion. Um, you know, I, I buy what I can, at, you know, on sale usually at TJ Maxx and I enjoy that. Uh, I'd rather buy the, I'd rather do that than go fucking buy a $700 t-shirt that says you're a fucking idiot on it or you're, you're a douchebag. Um, I mean, who buys a seven, even, even if you have the means to buy $700 t-shirt, um, and not ever worry about that, like who the fuck would want to buy a $700 t-shirt unless that t-shirt was like, um, back to the future where it fucking, you know, dried you off and did all that and gave you a blowjob. I mean, shit, it'd have to do something special like that for it to be $700 to be a t-shirt. And there's, I can't tell you how many friends of mine. That's all that they, they, the shirt, the only shirts they'll wear here in Mississippi, um, are, uh, the, you know, I, I like the brand Tommy Bahama, but you can but go find a Tommy Bahama shirt for not $120. Like most of them are, are, and, and you know, most of them are pretty ridiculous looking I mean, on me. They are, uh, but you know, some, some of my friends here in Mississippi, that that's all they wear and they don't, they don't like the cheap ones that. TJ Maxx, even though, you know, their button might be off an inch or whatever, they don't, they don't like that. They have to go to Macy's or wherever and buy a brand new, uh, not on sale Tommy Bahama shirt that cost them $120. And that's a, that's a, that's a short sleeve shirt. Um, that's just, you know, has your typical flower arrangement. You look like you're in Hawaii pretty much 120 bucks a pop. And their closets are full of that shit. I mean, I mean, it's ridiculous, dude. I mean, who fucking cares? I mean, go, if you can go buy one that costs $10 and then uh, not buy one that costs you $120, if you go make that $120 thing for the same exact shirt, you're a fucking idiot. You're either lazy or you think uh, there's something uh, embarrassing about going in and buying something that's on sale. I think... I think that's ridiculous, and um, you guys need to get over it and grow up. I guess that's my words, but um, but anyways, you. I'm sorry about that, and you guys all. I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick. You, you guys, y'all have money. Y'all go spoil yourselves. Y'all deserve it. But um, you know, being mindful and being, you know, just us typical people, or you know, in general, that a lot of people aren't going to be millionaires. So y'all think about what y'all. You know, when you see these people on online, it's it's not real. Um, you know, if I get wealthy and I get famous or whatever, 
um, if somebody recognizes my talents or, or they think what I'm doing is, is cool and they want to promote me or whatever, I don't want to be, um, I want to be a philanthropist. I want to give, I want to give most of my uh, stuff away. I want to help others that are truly, um, you know, less fortunate. And I want to do something like that. So, you know, um, I know that might sound fucking cliche bullshit or whatever, but that's just really true. I'm, I'm really, um, I'm kind of just like Gary V. I get off on um, making others uh, feel good and being nice and kind to people. I get off on the feeling it gives me. Um, I get off on that. That's my thing. Like, um, it makes me feel uh, perfect or it makes me feel like the person I should be in life. I mean, it, and it's not an act. It's it's something I've, I was raised to, to do. Um, um, I've been this, living like that my whole life. So um, I love that to death. I mean, it, it's y'all can y'all can say that self-serving or your it's your um, whatever. It's not. It's it, to me. It's um, doing something for another person um, that you know, you've, you've never met or whatever, uh, being kind, being gentle, being, um, you know, just being present and being listening to them or, or doing whatever to make their day feel a little different. I love that kind of stuff. So, um, it's just, it's just how I am. And some of us are different, wired different. And, you know, my wife's not like that. She, she's sweet, but she, she'll make fun of me for having a conversation with like a lady at fucking Walmart you know, asking the bag bagger lady how her day's going or, you know, how, what, what, you know, she, she's okay. And, and, uh, they, you know what they, I've really noticed some of them might think I'm an asshole or they'll just not talk to me, but most of them are very, uh, very open because I think they deal with a lot of dickheads the whole time, entire time, because people that are, too important or too good to um, say something kind to another person like who they might think is um, doing a job that is less um, challenging than, than they do or whatever whatever their stigma in life is about being a cashier or being whatever we've all had those thoughts but uh, but not growing out of something like that and not you know seeing that 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 lady or person or guy it's probably this is probably her, their second or third job, and and they're doing it to feed their kids, and and um, they're not getting paid enough at their first job, so they have to go get a second job. That's the problem when you work for somebody else is you have to fucking um, rely on getting a paycheck like that every day from some dick face. Um, I mean, it's crazy to me. So, um, holy crap, just like that. <laughs> Um, anyways, you start like me, like right now being not becoming a socialist, but you start beginning to develop, you know, thought different thoughts. Like television is powerful, man. Um, I never realized how powerful it was until I stopped watching it. And, um, it really has the capability to condition people to believe things that are simply, you know, bullshit. I mean, look at what's going on right now in this world, you know, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, uh, you go on CNN, Fox News, whatever, um, the shit that people are saying, like, it's just fucking incredible. I mean, I've never heard anything like it. It's almost, 
like my Instagram thing, it's almost like I cannot handle listening to one another, another second of it. It's just that gotten that bad. But um, you really start uh, to distort, you know, your reality with fantasy and um, you become fearful of life and you start looking at things based on what you've been conditioned by what's on the television. You know, fucking you got all these variants of the COVID and you've already got the three vaccinations but then they say well if you didn't get a finger up your ass after your vaccination and it was sunny outside and 30 uh, degrees celsius um, then you might die tomorrow and your kids will die before you um, in a very terrible accident that's how <laughs> i mean that's how that's how it's been this last year or two i mean it's been awful they've they've used the media have used scare tactics i mean it's just been fantastic to see how crazy they've gotten with it but um you know obi-wan kenobi like he had this famous quote i know all you nerds out there like me will remember like um when obi-wan says to you know skywalker um your eyes can deceive you don't trust them i mean that's exactly true your eyes are powerful enough to take in everything that you're conditioned to believe is true if you see life in a negative way on television to you know to depicting that or, or saying that or whatever you will see more of an and attract negative things into your life likewise if you decide to only accept the positive things your life will begin to be more positive it's simply that easy man my life sucks right now but i got i got my health i got my family and i got i got um, some good things coming my way. Those are my positives. I'm going through some hardships, but man, I, I'm not even thinking about that. I mean, th- thinking about how thankful I am to even have a fucking home above my head, have family that still love me um, with all the dumb shit that I've done, and then have, you know, a wife and then have something that I can look forward to as far as, you know, yeah, my fucking whole business got stolen, my house got robbed. Don't, didn't have insurance. My car was destroyed. But I have a big check coming towards me for me and my wife. Um, thankful for, for her family. Her grandmother left her. And we, we can use that to go um, travel and, you know, just and put it into something that we want to do in the future, I think. So um, I feel very thankful and grateful for that um, and blessed to even be on that kind of situation. Or um, So... The, the bad in my life right now is very, very not, it, it's important to me because, you know, you, you learn from it, but it's not dragging me down. I mean, I see, I see the, the greener pastures, but, um, the more you focus on the television, um, the less connected you become with the outside world. I mean, that's truly, I mean, it sounds backwards, but, um, I mean, the epidemic has gotten worse in today's culture with the use of television, digital smartphones, and, you know, the internet where people seem to have a better relationship with others through social media and TV shows than they do with real face-to-face interactions. Never in my life have I seen a bunch of people in a nightclub scanning through a smartphone on social media sites, on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, um, when actual live people are right in front of them ready to like, you know, dance with you or touch your dick or, you know, give you a kiss or say, Hey, you're cute. Um, none of that, man. It's just crazy to me. 
Um, I mean, when you stop consuming your life with entertainment, um, you are left with a major question that you have to ask yourself. What can I do in my life to make it worth living? Make Do what makes you happy. This is a, a great opportunity to reflect um, because you're often left with an answer that provides you with a harsh truth of just how boring and unproductive your life is, you know. You're given the chance to finally rediscover your life's purpose and what it should be about. Perhaps it's, you know, like hiking on the mountains or going on bike rides with friends, or maybe it's rock climbing or backpacking across the globe. Your life suddenly becomes more free-flowing and left with opportunities that you would never, ever, ever have seen uh, due to watching television. So now I'm going to leave it up to you assholes. Y'all are left with this choice to construct your life how you want it. Like, will you use this information to go get a better life uh, for yourself or stick with sitting on the sofa jerking your dick off to um, Celebrity Apprentice or whatever that gay show you watch? Um, you know, I did it too. Um, I don't miss it one bit because I just, I get on on Facebook or wherever, you know, occasionally when I'm making content for my business. And it's fucking overwhelming. Like, I, I just found out about the woke kids in, in the Olympics being assholes or whatever. And then Governor Cuomo, to, you know, all this bullshit that doesn't matter. Like, um, go, I mean, seriously, like, I don't care what these kids or these people, these woke culture, whatever they're doing in the Olympics, because um, that's they're going to do whatever they're going to do because they, they have that spotlight so uh, that's on them to if they want to be a fucking idiot and, and say stupid things or disgrace people or, or or be something that you know go like fantasize with some weird you know just all these weird things that we're trying to make excuses of what the pro- appropriate way to handle things like um, if you're a male or female or how you identify if you're three or four years old, uh, my, my kid, I think she, my daughter wants to be a man at three. Like what the fuck has gotten into y'all that y'all think that your three-year-old kid even has, even, even knows what that even means. Like, and teachers telling your kids that kind of shit. If some teacher at some fucking stupid school told my kid, that's four or five or whatever, or three or whatever, that it's okay that they can be a man or female and it's bad to uh, whatever, it's it's bad to judge people like that, I would fucking murder that teacher. I would, I would fucking be outraged. Not because I think it's bad to be um, homo- or it's homophobic or whatever, or it's being mean to people. It's because you have the teachers and teachers have a right in a, in a, a moral code to um, give your kids or your their students a chance at being a um, being a success in in their lives and and really molding the kind of thoughts and stuff that they have early on. So if you have a fucking dipshit teacher that believes in fucking anarchy and um, you know, whatever all this other bullshit is in Portland and all this other crap that doesn't matter. Um, 
you know, in, in everybody's life, it really doesn't all matter. Like, just let everybody be. Nothing of the, none of that shit matters. All these fucking idiots, let them be idiots. It'll be over with soon, hopefully. But um, when you have a TV, it's hard to get away from the fucking aggravation of how idiotic these people have become. It's very scary to see what's going on in our politics right now. So I'm blessed not to have a TV. So you fuck faces, y'all, y'all should go get rid of your TVs. And I'm, I'm telling my mom and dad that I'm not calling them fuck faces, but all you other dickheads, <laughs> y'all try it out. Seriously, um, give it a week or maybe two and, and tell me how amazing y'all feel after the fact. Um, it really, truly is amazing. And it really, truly makes you start thinking about doing, you know, other activities, whether, you know, it's trimming your bushes, you know, inside or outside. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it gives you something other to do than sitting on a couch watching people talk about nonsense bullshit that doesn't matter. So I hope you all are well. And that was my bull, like, that was my kind of gaff or my angry thought of t- today because I, I got on Facebook it's been a week since I've been on it because I can't stand to be on it every day because it just of this kind of stuff but seeing all this fucking shit divide it's just it's very um it's very um it's not painful for me because I don't really give a fuck what Billy and Jimmy are fighting about if, uh politic wise because those dipshits are going to be doing that n- next week too but it, it's it's like frightening to see that people are so into it and believe like some of the shit that's being t- told to them on TV, uh, both Democrats and Republicans. So y'all just look at that. I know I'm, most of y'all are probably already aware of that. So, I mean, if you have your head in the sand and you believe that um, what I'm telling you is not true, um, man, Go look at go look at what I would call uh, what was that called back in the day? They did this with um, uh, Pulitzer and dude, uh, the other journalist. When journalism mattered, really, they they did this thing called yellow journalism. And yellow, I think that's what it was called. Yellow journalism was, um, you know, because one of those dudes, I think it was like Pulitzer or the other guy, I can't remember the dipshit's name, but they were very centric people. They they. like the guy who started New York Times like they they required you know they wanted exciting stories like of your house burning down to the ground and they wanted to be better than other people not the same typical bullshit so yellow journalism became I think around the Spanish American War um, you know and the Cuba all that crisis that that really came into uh, one uh, during that time period and um I mean, it was, it was sensationalism pretty much. They were kind of telling stories that weren't as actually true and they were kind of uh, sensationalizing them. Um, so y'all look at yellow journalism. I believe that's what it's called, but um, I think we're back in that time period. I think it's a whole typical, a whole new genre of journalism. It's not the, the you know, the, um, the journalism I was raised on or grew up with that I really kind of miss and respect because, um, you know, you had your, you know, Tom Brokaw or, um, the other dude, um, you really had those guys that, um, 
man, those were some good journalists. They did their fucking job, plus some, and it was all true. I mean, no sensationalism and no one-sided, you know, if, if they were liberals, they were, I mean, it was journalism. They were, they were, you know, how it should be now. So, Anyways, y'all fuck faces, y'all. Y'all go enjoy your day without a TV. I guarantee it. Um, you will not be a fuck face after you do that. Um, y'all check me out, epiccollector.com. And if y'all leave me a comment, I really do appreciate. Or if y'all just listen to any of my, my nonsense on here, I appreciate all of it and your time that you spent listening to me or commenting on my podcast or anything that I do. Uh, I really do appreciate that and um, the time that y'all have spent um, consuming my content. So, um, I hope I've, I've, um, provided y'all with some entertainment and some, some knowledge and, and, and no, I'm not hundred percent right all the time. So what I say on here is not, you know, the gold standard, but, um, I try to do my best as, as far as being, um, both sided and, um, kind of, uh, rational. So, um, if you guys can deal with that, y'all join me again on another episode of Native 901. And also, um, y'all show my friend Colin Morrissey some love. He's a dude with several, he has cerebral palsy, but 30 year old. And he doesn't complain about stupid shit like that. So um, that's why him and I do podcasts together. Um, he probably just likes to, you know, listen to me make a fool of myself. But. Um, start doing like start making stuff like that shit that matters like i I hope i can get him where he can make a a a podcast and it it will help people with cerebral palsy and i think i think he has all the tools to do that so um that's my goal with him and in my podcast and it's it's used for either my business or for my charity saint jude i love the children there or it's used to um get stress off my own back maybe because it does make me feel better after i speak to you guys so um with all that said i'm once again so grateful that y'all listen and um again if y'all comment uh i I really appreciate it good or bad and um i hope you guys have a a great week and and just just be rational about things and be be um be um normal human beings like uh, we all are. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's I, I'm the I'm the world's worst. So uh, y'all take care. See you.